Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm here flying solo today till about 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You know, the more I thought about that last call where she was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Um, she had mentioned that she was doing everything online already, right? If she had called up and said, you know, Eric, I do everything locally. I use paper statements. I call my financial planner to make changes. What do you recommend? The whole conversation could go on a different way, right? She's already embraced doing online banking or online financial management. Um, you can get TurboTax online. So you can do everything online if you've chosen to go that way. It's not like I've gone to the dark side here and said, hey, go ahead and do that. You still can choose to not do that, right? So I still get paper statements. I still call my financial planner to make adjustments and changes. Um, so there's two ways to approach it, but I only wanted to solve it for her need, right? She was saying what she needed. Just be, There is not necessarily a right way. You know, Who am I to say what's the right way? If your way, though, is basically online, a Chromebook can work, right? And you can embrace that technology and understand the risks. What I was bringing up a little bit uh, before we went to the break was there's a company, a Dutch company in May that got completely nailed, uh, Walters Kohler. <laughs> uh, they, they manage a, com- a software product called CCH, which a lot of accounting firms use. And their cloud-based hosting of their software got nailed with ransomware. They were impacted. So many, many thousands of accounting firms who chose to embrace the online approach of buying their software were impacted. The, the site went dark. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why businesses may or may not decide to go to the cloud. Because when your cloud goes down, you cannot service your customers. Um, when you are your own entity, you being impacted is a little different than having something out of your control being impacted. Um, that's why we are the way we are about cloud so try to, I'm trying to clarify that for you. It was based on her just her need, um, what she was saying she was doing. I'm still not a big fan of the cloud, per se. Um, let's go to the next call here. Bob in Waterbury has been on the longest. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Uh, happy New Year and everything. Thanks, you too. Um, um, my Xfinity bill uh, was about 190 a month. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, I know. And then the last month, um, me and my daughter decided to get a security alarm through Xfinity. Oh, boy. All right. So we could deal with that. I was able to deal with the $39 monitoring fee, another $20 for, you know, paying off the equipment. Mm. So I figured that 189 bill would be about 250 I get the bill now, it's two like 90 Wow, so 300 bucks. Well, yeah, well, so I look at my old bill. The select triple play was I got a $40 discount for some bundling crap. Mm-hmm. My new bill is only down to fifteen dollars. Yeah. So it just seems like a weird time here. I just buy a security alarm from, them, and they nail me another twenty five dollars a month for the bundling thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I go, well, thank you very much. And just look at your so, fees, too. Look at your uh, taxes and fees on top uh, of that. Oh, yeah, they're all. Awesome. And then my uh, another thing I asked about the modem rental. Mine went from 13 to 14, and you've talked about modems. Yeah, you can right. buy your own. Right. So now what's the difference between a modem rental and a Wi-Fi thing? Is there two different pieces of apparatus? Oh, it's a great question, right? So if you look at Wi-Fi, think of Wi-Fi like your, like your shower head. Imagine if yep. your water company, MDC, let's say it's MDC, was able to charge you to get the water to your house and then charge you by the sprink, by the shower head to get water to your to your head <laughs> right. to take a shower. That's what these these internet companies are trying to charge you for. They're trying to charge you for the internet and then charge it again as the Wi-Fi. They're both the same thing. When the water comes to your home, internet comes to your home. That's as far as they need to go. So, so you I just go, so I go to Best Buy, I buy a modem thing. You buy a now modem, right? Right. Now, yeah. that's the only piece of equipment I need, right? You need also a device that's going to give you Wi-Fi to your home. So you'll need what's called a wireless router. So a modem, you need just an Infinity modem, Comcast-ready modem, and then any router they've got there that's designed for your home, whether it be an Asus or a Linksys. You know, you can pick, you know, in $150, $180, bucks, you connect the yeah, modem to... The, uh, I could pay that off in a year. Yeah, yeah, it'll pay for itself in no time. And another thing, now, me and my daughter don't do any gaming or any video thing or nothing. Yep. All we have is the Wi-Fi and her computer. And I talked, I heard you talk about the 300 millibits. We megabits, yeah. That. You don't need 300 megabits for two people. You would do fine with 50. And probably they won't even offer that as their smallest one. But you want to call them back and get a price on just having the Internet, their smallest, slowest package. 50 megabits is what you need. If they offer 25, you probably would be okay. Well, I'm going to ask them about you know why they lack my bundle thing from down from 40 down to 15. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm going to say you know you guys do know that people are cutting the cord, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you you could just go get your own modem, get your own router, and then you could you could cut their this the, the uh, cable TV all together and just use YouTube TV. Get rid of your phone line because I'm sure you. What I say from going on from 300 megabits. Because that's all included in the triple play thing. It's all baloney. Yeah. You're getting a you're getting bandwidth you don't need. So again, equating it back to water, you have a one inch ma- a one inch pipe going to your home, right? They're telling you they're giving you a twelve inch pipe going to your home. Do you think you need more for your shower? Right. Right. Yeah. So they're just charging you a big pipe. They don't three hundred megabits to you is utterly useless. We don't do any of that video gaming or nothing. Even I if mean, you did, I, uh, my kids come home and I can do all that on sixty five megabits. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to call him back. I'm going to say thanks for the Christmas present. Yeah. You know, you know, after I just I just threw him another hundred dollars a month for uh, security. You know, the security. Yeah. You know, and I'm well, you know, and then the modem goes up, and then naturally the in Connecticut the sales tax went up. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. If you if you right. if you make all, right. all those well, changes, you'll save some money. You, enjoy your show. You too, Bob. All right. All right. Bye bye. Yeah, you can make a lot of changes and save a lot of money. I mean, if you just look at all the FCC fees that are part of the the, the uh, cable service, all you'll pay is sales tax on your. Um, actually, I don't think you pay tax on the on the internet alone. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, let's go on to uh, Kyle in Durham next. Hey, Kyle. Hi. Good morning, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have uh, three or four older computers. Well, the old ones like 2016, and I just actually yesterday I just bought bought a new computer because I'm running uh, Windows 7 on that one still, so I'll use the new one for online stuff, but mm-hmm. um, the older ones, I have um, large quantities of data, mostly MP3 files that, like, say, every couple of months, I 
dump it back and forth between uh, you know those two or three computers and a couple of external drives. Yeah. Um, just to keep everything, because I'm always adding, you know, information to MP3 files. And mm-hmm. back when I started, you know, I have I have a huge CD library. And yeah. back when I started in uh, 2002, um, you know, changing everything to MP3 or putting everything as MP3 files, I was doing them at a, you know, sampling rate of 192. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I'm doing everything at 320. But yeah. anyway, I keep upgrading the files and like every couple of months I dump like, you know, say at least uh, 150 gigs of information back and forth. Yep. Um, I somehow I have the idea or I got the idea from somewhere that you were better off with a standard spinning disc type drive rather than doing that with a solid state drive. Now, am I crazy? Is there any validity to that or? No, it wouldn't be better or worse. It'll be cheaper. So solid state gets you performance and for, for video, uh, editing and stuff like that, or CAD work, it's great for uh, performance. But for just MP3 processing, a, a standard spinny drive at 7200 RPM should do fine, and you'll have more storage for less price. But there's no reason that there shouldn't be any reason. Say, I bought a new computer, even the one that I just bought yesterday. I, I stuck with the uh, you know the standard one mm-hmm. terabyte. Yeah. Um, but there should be no reason, like if I bought a you know, a, a computer with a solid state drive that I that I couldn't like swap or change. You know, maybe every couple of months, like you know, a large quantity of data. No, no, the solid state uh, drive is going to still survive. I mean, it has a, a limitation on how many times you can read and write on solid state. That's what I was wondering, or that's what I'd heard. Is so, but you know, just doing that every couple of months or so shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be. I mean, most consumer solid-state drives shouldn't be impacted at all. Uh, Heck, we're using solid-state drives in the servers that we build um, for businesses. So you shouldn't be impacted. Hmm. Okay. Well, basically, that was the question. Uh, So, you know, I don't expect that there would be any problem. Like, say, I wanted to, you know, eventually get a computer with a solid-state drive. Shouldn't shouldn't have any. You shouldn't have any issues. And the thing is, too, Kyle, you're going to make the solid-state drive your boot drive. So you're still going to put your data. You could do as a secondary drive for your data for your MP3s, yeah. or, or even RAID the uh, a secondary drive. So you have two cheap one terabyte drives in there that are RAIDed, uh, RAID one, and uh, if one goes, at least you're protected. And then do a backup. So I would spend. Yeah, well, basically, I, I do. I have a couple of uh, external drives, and okay. of course they keep you know some of the computers and drives, and of course they keep them in separate places. So you know, in case anything ever, uh, you know, just to save the. Yeah. You never know. Back to music there. You never know. <laughs> it's funny. Back when we when I started doing it, a forty gig hard drive was actually considered large. Yep. Back then, I remember two thousand and two, uh, and yeah. I believe it or not, I'm still I'm still running a, uh, XP on a couple of them. I have a a copy of XP. It's amazing how fast XP runs when you don't have all of the other stuff cluttering it up. You know, like yeah, the, the antivirus and everything. Yeah. I mean. I, I just have programs that I used to like how they ran on XP, and I couldn't get them to run on. Exactly. No, you're right. The program was a great program for its time. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. That's basically was my question. All right, Thanks Kyle. Thank much. you. Yep. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Am I stepping out, Matt, for for a break here? Yeah, I'll step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls, John, Bill, and one line open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob is off today, and I'll be here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Leslie will be in with Healthy Rounds, and he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. 
Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join me, and I'm uh, going to go right to John and Woodbury next. Hey, John. Hello. Um, I just got my Chromebook yesterday. All right. For my uh, financials. Yeah. Okay. Now, I moved my 401s, and I moved my bank accounts to it. Should I move my credit card accounts to it also? They're all app-based, right? So you can use your Discover app or your Visa app. Sure. They're all okay. app-based. And, and I would recommend looking at a two-factor authentication um, with a physical key. It's called Ubico or Titan. So to add additional security, if you purchase a physical key that has to be physically plugged into that Chromebook while you use it, mm-hmm. you're not going to get hacked, period. Okay. What were the two names? Uh, Ubico. I'll put a link up at Computer Talk with Tab. Uh, Ubico or Titan. These are physical keys that have to be present in order for you to allow for your account to be accessed. And that second factor is impossible to hack. It's physically connected to your like your keychain, let's say. So mm-hmm. when you when you see them out there, that little you can plug it into the USB port of your Chromebook. You log into your financial account as long as that second factor where you touch your finger to the Ubico key exists. No one's hacking you, even if they have the password, right? They okay. can't. Right now, I have set up. They they send me a code, text me a code. Yep, that's a two-factor authentication, which is and nice. However, which uh, I put in, but that, this would replace that. It could replace it in a much more secure way. Yes, okay. uh, they, if they support it, John. They may not support it. Some applications and some services will support that physical key. Some will not. Um, however, when it is supported, it is almost it's impossible to hack. I shouldn't say impossible but it, it's almost impossible uh to hack is there a way probably i have no idea how but you gotta physically be there touching the device in order for it to allow the person to connect so you that's hard to duplicate okay uh one other question yeah what do i do with my or with my old computer now i i want to take these connections off uh, I, I cleared cookies and and yeah. What else should I do? Well, you can format the whole drive. How old is the machine that you're getting I, rid of? I don't know. Are, are you throwing it away or getting rid of it? No, I'm going to use it for web browsing and everything. It's oh. Windows 7. It runs perfectly. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, I would clear the cookies on the browser so that all that is cleared. All you know, Go through all that history and clear it. I would even uninstall the browser completely that you were using after you've done all that clearing. Um Okay, and then reload it. Okay, but I would un- uninst- after you clear all the history, uninstall it. Uh, that way, there's no hopefully there's no remnants of any of your passwords and stuff that you hopefully never saved on the browser, anyways, right? Oh no, I never saved the password on, oh, good. on this machine at all. Good. So you're probably fine. Then you can go ahead and reinstall Firefox clean, um, and that should take care of it. Okay. One other question, if I may. Sure. On the Chromebook, do I download any? Security? Do I get yeah. reset or do I yeah. get um, uh, yeah, Malwarebytes and all this same uh, stuff I have on mine? You probably don't need Malwarebytes, but I would recommend a professional antivirus like ESET or Webroot for that Android operating system. Okay. Because think of it as a smartphone. It's a big smartphone without the ability to make a call. <laughs> right. Well, I, I use uh, uh, Android anyway. I have ESET on my, my cell phone and yeah. all. So get an antivirus minimally. That's a, it's a good idea. You don't need malware bytes because it's just it's just a browser based operating system. So 
I would just get because the Chromebook won't even be plugged in unless I'm paying bills or doing something. Yeah, I know, but you should still have antivirus on there. Okay, good. Thank you very much. You got it, John. And this uh, two-factor will be uh, on your website. Yeah, take a look at it. It's a very, very, very strong way to prevent access to online accounts because the physical key has to be present. And in this case, it will be plugged into the USB port of your Chromebook only when you need it. So it can hang from your keychain if you'd like. Um, Just take a look at it. It's an extremely powerful way to protect your system. Okay. Thank you very much. You got it. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go on to Bill in Windsor. Hey, Bill. Morning, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. I use two-factor authentication, and I've created different lengthy, I think, complex passwords for the various sites I use. Yeah. The problem is that without my cheat sheet, I have trouble remembering these. Right. And I'm interested in knowing what your thoughts are on using a password manager such as Dashlane or LastPass, which, as they claim, use rather complex algorithms to protect the passwords. Yeah, I mean, so I'm nervous about those password managers, and I've not used them. Our password manager at home is a index card system, um, unhackable, obviously. So you need a, you need a password at my house. You got to go find the index card. Um, obviously, if you use the two factor authentication, like the uh, Ubico key attached to your phone or to your to your computer, that adds a secondary security. So you're really in very good shape. But password managers worry me. They're a nice target. Um, you can do some lookups on LastPass and some of the issues they've had with security. Um, some people are going to swear they're great, but I can tell you, you cannot hack my index card, period. I know it sounds silly. No, but it's not silly because I use something similar. The problem is sometimes finding it. Finding what? The card? Your, is yeah. your, your filing system isn't? Yeah, if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not right at home uh, to get access. To gotcha, yeah. I understand, but I would tell you that that's unhackable, right? I mean, if somebody wants to break into my home and get my passwords, more power to them, but that's not how the bad guys work. They sit in some mud hut in the third world uh, hacking you with uh, phishing schemes where you actually enter your password. So I think password managers probably are okay, but I couldn't tell you which one to, to recommend, but understand they're a nice target, I bet. Okay, and my second question, it's your recommendation. I've installed WebRoot a few years ago, and yeah. I'm very pleased with it. Yep. Uh, it's only on my computers. I'm wondering if this should also be used on an iPad and an iPhone as well. Well, Apple will tell you they don't get viruses. <laughs> um, so, so well, I'm an Apple user, but I don't really completely believe that. Yeah, and we've had some callers with some issues with uh, with viruses through Apple as well. You know... I would be less apt to recommend it on an Apple device, but if you've already got the WebRoot account, you might even be able to load multiple versions on on other devices. Check your account to see if you're eligible to load I'd that. Have to, I'd have to order a different package. I have it protected on different computers, but I'd have to add a different service to their service. There you go. The iPad yeah. Home. So I would I would say that you're per you know. It, they're not they're not impervious, right? So my best advice would be to always have antivirus on your devices. However, Apple has done a pretty good job of keeping folks fairly safe. I say that with a grain of salt. Sure. But if you can get if you can upgrade your package to cover it, that's what I would do. If it's okay. not too much more money. 
No, All right. It's really reasonable. All right, Bill. Okay, thank you, and Happy New Year. You too, sir. Appreciate your all the advice and your show. Our pleasure. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, guys. Fred, Peter, Antoinette, hang on. One line up for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. Actually, I'm back. Bob's off today. <laughs> I'm Eric. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Let's get right to your calls. And we're going to go, who's down the longest? We're going to go to Antoinette in Fairfield first. Morning, Antoinette. What's up? Hi, how are you? I have a question. Hmm. I went to a website, and I've been having it ready for me to print. But what came up was a website. This was with a medical site, um, um, Nutrition 411. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, to add a Chrome extension in order for me to print the article I want to print. Okay. And I know you guys say don't be just checking off stuff. I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. um, I've tested a couple of other websites, and their stuff comes up to download the PDF, and it just automatically downloads, or I can go to print and do that with no problem. But mm -hmm. this one here, I'm a little afraid of checking this because I've never heard of these people print friendly and mm. it has Chrome, Firefox, Edge, i.e. Safari, etc. to add a Chrome extension to print the article. And yeah. I've never had to do that with this um, website before. I have not either. Have to, I've never had to load a print friendly. Um, and it helps with, it looks like it helps with PDF. It is an add-on. Hmm. I wonder why that site would require that. Uh, I do see some information back to 2013. It's an older. It it does optimize um, Chrome for web page printing. It seems legit. It uh, seems legit. Okay. It, it does. I've never done. I've done it before on this website and never had any. Never had this happen before. Well, right. So they're either displaying the data a little differently, requiring a way to more friendly print it more easily for you through the web page uh is there's no way to download a pdf then um it it doesn't no yes i do i have the printer set because that printer doesn't hook up with the wi-fi and stuff and i just save it online when i hit print on other websites it comes up as a pdf and i can just save it to my you know hard drive and put it in the files that i want but no problem but this was a little had taken me a little back because it had never happened before with right. this website. Right, so you can't okay. download it as a PDF, but this print-friendly will produce a PDF well, for you of some I'm, kind, it looks like. I may have to highlight it, you know, the proverbial print screen, you know, or yeah. highlight it and just put it in a Word document. I don't mind doing that, but I don't want to um, check on something and right. it messes up the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It does seem legitimate. Um, from what mm -hmm. I can tell, it's a legitimate add-on and it's you know they're trying to save the planet um to lim okay. eliminate your ability to print they right yeah right okay it doesn't come up as a and probably if i do it it'll probably come up as a pdf save anyway yeah the goal is to try to reduce the amount of pages that can be produced from web pages when you print out articles and such it's supposed mm -hmm. to generate it in a more environmentally oh. favorable okay. way because you'll use less paper right can i ask one more question that has been oh, sure off when I have Chrome Mail, you know, Google Mail. Yeah. And Yahoo, 
Yahoo, not Yahoo, YouTube, mm-hmm. and Chrome are hooked up together now. Sure. What I don't like is I cannot close out the Chrome mail and have my Yahoo saved from my library, the videos that I want to go back to saved, as I have to keep the Chrome open in order to see the YouTube so are you using the, are you using the YouTube? Yeah, right. And, and I want to know, um, is there a way that I can close out the mail and still have my uh, YouTube open? Because yeah. if I go to YouTube and I want to look at my library, I have to sign back in with my Chrome ID. Yes. But then it opens up the mail. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I don't like that. <laughs> because we're hacking... That's continuously open. Ay, ay, ay. All right, but you, when you log in, Antoinette, up in the upper right-hand corner, the little picture is you, right? If you, if you put your, yeah, it's me, right, uh-huh, hmm So under there, you might have uh, preferences that you can check off the email as a preference to show. Uh, I don't use browser-based Gmail, so it's not a top-of-my-head function to say how to turn that off because it's automatically bringing up your mail for you as a, sounds like a feature, as you've, you've set it up to do that when you log in. So if you go to your actual, the little head there that mm-hmm. that shows you're logged in, there are um, settings in that that you can choose for preferences. I think I went to that and I didn't see that because I'm doing that now. I'm in the um, Google Mail, one of them, and it said sync, manage your account. But when I go to that, I don't see that option, I went to all their links there mm-hmm. for that, and I didn't see where I can close that out. Hmm. And I was at, basically, I'm asking, is this a feature? Right. Because I look at it as a uh, security risk to keep the mail open. Well, I can tell you, I mean, in my family, we use Gmail as well, uh, mm-hmm. only because we're an Android family. And that does not occur where you are forced to have the, the mail pop open when you bring your browser up. So it has to be a setting. I'll have to try to find that setting to, to let you know where to turn it off. But it, it, it's something you've chosen somewhere. That somewhere. when Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not bringing up your mail because you want to. It's coming up automatically when you bring up YouTube, right? Right, when I bring up YouTube. Yeah, right. so it's either a setting in your YouTube account or it's a setting in your, in your Gmail, in your, uh, your Google account where you've elected to have it come on. Or stay on by default. So I'll have to see if I can find a way to turn that out for you, Antoinette, over the next I fifteen would minutes. That. And one other question, yeah. because sometimes some of the uh, videos come up and it says VPN. Is that really necessary? The video comes up and says VPN. Well, at the end to protect your thing, it says get a VPN. Oh, it's yeah. It's called it's a, that's somebody marketing to you. So a VPN is a more secure way to do things online. So if you're in a public place like a a coffee shop or a hotel if mm-hmm. you if you connect to the internet with a VPN first your 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 activities on the internet will be encrypted so that nobody else in the in the pool area where you might be online will know where you're going on the internet do you need to really get that for a, a website uh let's say you're setting up a website for yourself no what do you mean like i have a website your own antoinette website yeah Let's say, right, do right. I need to have that for, for no. my website? No, it has all to do with your usage of the Internet, not for your website. Your website's already public. It, this, oh, okay. is, this keeps you more private when you're surfing on the Internet so that when you're doing things like 
Gmail or YouTube, if you're doing it through a VPN, nobody else in the network that you're existing in, whether it be at the, the coffee shop or the McDonald's or the, the pool area in the hotel, they can't see what you're doing on your computer because you're under a VPN or within a VPN. That's, how, that's why you use it. So that's what they're marketing about. Oh, okay, because I'm trying to set that up to Wix. I'm learning how to do this stuff. It's okay. Time. Yeah, right. go, go last to last week's uh, links. We have a link to Proton VPN, which is a very highly ranked uh, free VPN service out of Switzerland. Okay, I took that down, but and I looked at it. I wasn't sure about that Proton Mail. Okay, I'll now Proton Mail, the VPN. You can try Proton Mail as well, but they have a free VPN, which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. All righty. All right. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'm wondering. So we're wondering if if Antoinette's homepage is also part of Gmail. That might be the whole simple thing. Is that it's it's her homepage popping up? I might be overthinking it. So Antoinette, if you're still listening, is your homepage your Gmail? If you default every time you open the Chrome browser to your Gmail account, if that's your homepage, it's always going to pop up because you told it to. That's probably the simple answer. <laughs> Uh, we're going to step out for a quick break. we got Fred, Peter, and Gary on the line. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Yeah, the more I think about it, Antoinette, I really do think you've got your Gmail as your homepage on your browser. So just change that to Google, like a Google search bar or whatever, as your homepage from your email, and I bet you that'll solve the issue. Let's go to your calls. Uh, I'm right to Fred in New Britain first. Fred, what's up? Well, I'm trying to kick uh, the big cable company to the curb, yeah. and I've seen some ads for a uh, T-Mobile Internet. Can you get it? Can you get it in your neighborhood? Well, before I fill out all the forms, they want to contact you. So, Well, they should fill out. You should be able to put your address in there to see if you're even eligible for the area. Have you tried that? They'll let you do that. Oh, really? Really. Hmm. Ones I've checked recently allowed me to do that, and found I found out the hard way that if, unfortunately this, they're not in my area. Um, I'll, I'll look further, but I mean, yeah, it's a home. It's you're looking for cellular home internet, which is T-Mobile's offering it. Others are coming out with it as well. For uh, was it fifty bucks a month for fifty when that's it? Yeah, and that's beautiful for for and, the, it's, and it's supposedly fifty meg. Right, fifty megabits. I don't think there's any caps on it as far as data caps. Double check that. That's the biggest thing you have to be careful with with cellular is data caps. I think there's no data cap on the T-Mobile. And if it's in the area, you'll be able to really save a ton of money. So what I read was there's no data cap, but when the network is congested, the speeds will slow. That's probably true, right? So cellular is not really there yet for offering this type of service to home users. So you could be impacted by congestion, right? They're going to lower your priority to give it to the mobile carrier, the mobile folks versus the stationary folks, because you're, you have a, a lot of higher higher chance of using a lot more data than the average person. So that's the only drawback. Um, check also to see if there's any alternative internets in your area, whether it be even even Frontier or what have you. You know, a, a lower speed uh, for less money. Most of this is all marketing and, and the bandwidth that they try to sell you. You only need you know fifty megabits or a little bit more than that, and you'll be more than happy with an average family. I've had Frontier, and I've never, and I had to dump them because yeah. the most I could ever get was ten meg. That's too low. And every t- I'd call and complain, and they change some software. Yeah. I'd get up to ten, and yeah. then it would drop down to one. Forget it. Yeah, that's too slow. 
it was unworkable. Yeah. What do you What do you have now? I have uh, Comcast. With how much speed? Uh, I think it's a hundred. Okay. Which is more than I need. Yeah. So you could see if they offer a smaller package. You know, cut everything else, and uh, you could be happy with them too. If if T Mobile is not in the area. Because I doubt it's it's really still spreading out very slowly, so I'd be shocked to actually see if it's in New Britain. New Britain's got issues with access to broadband. We've got customers that are literally right down the street from an old AT and T building, and they don't have high speed internet. <laughs> it's right um, near Main Street. And I'm I'm a hundred feet off of fiber from CCSU. Yeah, and you don't have that. I'm I'm on nothing. Yeah, I know. It's awful. It's awful. So no, I completely understand. Now, does, does Verizon have anything? You'd have to check. I don't. I don't know. These companies are starting to release. I think Sprint is working on a home cellular that I saw. Um, so you may want to check to see if they offer anything. You have to put your address in, right? So they know where you're interested and to see if you actually if they have got a an antenna nearby. And I'm I know I'm line of sight to cell towers. Mm, yeah, it's just a matter of if they got the service, you know, ready to ready to go or not. But I know T-Mobile has been doing it for a while now. Um, we've had a caller call in from the boonies who loves his T-Mobile internet connection. He's got some sort of grandfather deal where he's getting internet really high speed, very cheaply. It, and I, you know, I did look up and I put in my interest for the other one that, uh, the They'll go net speed. Yes. Yeah. Put that in there. Everyone should put an interest for go net speed. I mean, 150 megabits for 50 bucks is an, and lifetime pledge. <laughs> you win. <laughs> And, and West Hartford's got it now. The folks in West Hartford, if you're not on GoNetSpeed and it's in your area, I can't help you. <laughs> what you're doing? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll reach out to T-Mobile. Yeah. See what happens, and yeah, luck, it, it, it kind of makes a difference of whether I go buy a modem and a right and a wireless router and stay with Comcast and start ditching stuff. Yeah, you'd cut the TV and you'd go over to YouTube TV or Hulu or Disney Plus. There's so many options. Exactly. Um, and your and your all your taxes and fees will drop like crazy. Um, but if you just look at your taxes and fees with a with a with a cable bill, it's insane. That that makes up probably a third of it. I know. Yeah. Whereas if it's just internet, the taxes are almost nothing. Because exactly, it, and that's why I was looking to do that. Yeah. So I would check it out, Fred. Good luck with T-Mobile, okay. and uh, good luck with, if you can't get it by reducing your bill with Comcast. Thanks. You got it. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Cutting the cable. Best thing I ever did. Um, let's go to Peter in West Hartford. Hey, Peter. Uh, yes, I, I am one of the uh, fortunate ones in West Hartford that um, uh, GoNet Speed is in my uh, neighborhood. Oh, you're so lucky, Peter. Uh, and I'm I'm ready to pull the plug. And I remember uh, a month or two ago you were uh, discussing it, but also yeah. discussed I, I would have a need to purchase uh, my own wireless router. Correct. Correct. You're going to buy. You're going to get the hardware. Um, you're going to get maybe an ASUS or Linksys wireless router. They probably will have recommendations for hardware that they would rec- recommend you use. But any Linksys wireless router will be great. And then they'll probably. I think they provide the modem, um, or you pay for the modem. I'm not sure. I'm not lucky enough to have it in my area. <laughs> I would pay anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and because that was my question when I started to uh, do a Google search of. Of wireless routers, um, I mean, you had them range from under a hundred to many hundreds of dollars, and I said, okay, what, what's the sweet spot for somebody who is not an online gamer? Right. Um, they recommend them. They have got some recommended routers they put in here, like the R seven thousand. They recommend. Okay. Or, or the Nighthawk AC nineteen hundred. 
Uh, if you spend about 150 bucks, you can get a good wireless router for the, for the for an average home that'll cover it pretty well. There was one that uh, you had reviewed that had just come out recently that I, I'm thinking was it uh, by a company that's owned by Cisco that was yeah it's a Linksys I run a Linksys ACS okay uh, fifteen nineteen hundred but not, not that's getting old now but again in IT world three years is old uh, so it's probably not a good current recommendation if they still exist check them out they, it works beautifully for me. Um, but the beauty of GoNetSpeed, there's a link here as to how to actually what they they're going to give you. They're going to give you the ONT provided NetSpeed uh, modem, and you're going to connect it to your router, and they even show you how to do it. Okay. In a nice picture. Um, but 150 bucks, 175 bucks, you're all done. It'll pay for itself rather fast, based on whatever you're doing now for your internet provider. You're going to be so happy, Peter. I'm so jealous. Well, no, that uh, that's great. No, I've got Frontier, and uh, oh my gosh! And actually, what what pushed me uh, over the edge was when they uh, they dropped SNY, so I can't watch uh, the UConn women or men's basketball uh, games. And that then, was it. That yeah. was the whole thing. That, well, that wasn't the whole thing, but but certainly um, that and just seeing the cost of of the cable coverage continue to go up. Right. You know, just. Um, you know, I'm I'm paying just a little, maybe 212 bucks a month, and I don't have any of the additional. Uh, you know, I, I I don't you know have any of the H, uh, HBO or any of those right. uh, add-on services, and I, I just felt that I was being abused. <laughs> so. Well, the, the amount of money you're spending, if you look at the prices for GoNetSpeed, it, it's it's a no-brainer. And then you go ahead and get YouTube TV. It has like over 70 channels for like 50 bucks. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, and you're going to get more sports than you than I even care to watch. Uh, I'm not a big sports guy, but SNY is on there, and then of course you can get individual uh, ways of getting access to to other services like SNY. So it's yeah, go ahead. I mean, actually, they, SNY last weekend had a had a spot on this show talking about um, being dropped and and how and what you have to do to try to get SNY. <laughs> it's like here's what you got to do: cut the cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, in any event, that's what my 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 query had to do with the type of router to yeah uh, to get. So terrific! Thank you so much. Love your show. Hey, thank you, Peter. Good luck, and tell us how it works out. We'll do. All right. Bye bye. Oh, I'm so jealous. High speed broadband, lifetime pledge, no data caps. He's going to get 150 megabytes, which is three times what he really needs. Up and down. This is a synchronous connection to fiber for 50 bucks a month. I think is what they offer. I mean. If you're in that area, if you're in that service area, West Hartford, do Connecticut a favor. Hook up. The, the more alternatives we have in broadband, like this company, trying to bring us an alternative to these incumbent providers where they, you know, you've got these incumbent providers that are getting all the breaks, all the legislative lobbying. These guys coming in, nobody even cares that they're coming in. This is the Internet we're talking about, the thing that's bringing us freedom to the planet, right? Internet. And we can't get a third alternative to our homes these guys are trying to do it so for just that reason alone you know as a, as a commercial used to say stick it to the man go with another alternative internet broadband provider uh, do it for the rest of us so that they finally go to come out and spread around i want to thank all you guys for joining me on this saturday morning flying solo and uh 
Appreciate all your calls. I want to thank Mike uh, for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. I want to thank Matt for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next, and he'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Uh, stick around for that. If you like us on Facebook, over at Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, he might let it go into your news feed. We'll see you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 